0: The story of the betrayal of Jesus by Judas and how treacherously he acted shows how unselfconscious Judas was about the betrayal. He did it, but did not think he was doing anything wrong. He did it without feeling the sense of the gravity of what he was doing. It also shows how what Judas did is more typical of what all of us do or are capable of doing without being minded by the danger of it the fullest account of judas's betrayal is preserved in john's gospel chapter 13 in the context of the story of jesus washing his disciples feet it is a most solemn and intimate occasion of Jesus' meeting with his disciples in the Mm. upper room before his crucifixion. This is what makes betrayal such a challenge for Christians because it is an act that of an insider. Any one of us can become Judas. It is what happens to people who have access to the inner circle. Betrayal of Jesus is something that only Christians can do. That is what every time we celebrate the Lord's Supper or Holy Communion, we are called to remember. To remember Jesus, but we are also Mm. called to remember Judas so that we can be warned by what he did. John tells us both that Jesus knew that Judas was going to betray him and that Jesus was tremendously hurt by the fact that one who dipped in the sup with him had lifted up his heels against him the question is if Jesus knew why did Jesus not stop Judas to which I say in not stopping Judas from going ahead with what he had made up his mind to do Jesus preserved Judas's humanity by allowing him to make his own choices and decisions that he wanted. Betrayal is a choice arising out of the values we have. No one except ourselves is going to make us do or not do. It is up to us. And it was up to Judas. The other thing to be said is that Jesus warned Judas as he did Peter and as he does us. It is up to us to take sleep and mark death, to take the warnings to heart and to heed them. John said of Jesus that having loved his own, he loved them to the very end. Jesus gave Judas every opportunity to change and to change course. But Judas went ahead anyway. What are the lessons about the danger of using our privileged access for profit that we can learn? I cite three lessons. The -hmm. first is what we see in Judas is the danger of a transactional life. When we treat essential things as means to an end, rather than ends in themselves. Judas sold access to Jesus, to where Jesus was, to Jesus' erstwhile enemies for 30 pieces of silver. He did it for the money. There are many things that people do nowadays for money. Some people have no higher view of their relationships than as a mere transaction nothing for nothing, and very little for your money. Even worship nowadays is being promoted as a transaction. Blessings and miracles are being promoted in ways that are thought of as transactions. Mm. God and religion are being commodified and are becoming trinkets for sale. We should not allow money. To become the basis of our action or inaction as if we ourselves are for sale judas was the treasurer of the disciples group that is how john describes him and john called him a thief because judas used to help himself to the content of the money bag Judas' judas's love for money was the reason for his criticism of the woman who out of gratitude for Jesus' forgiveness poured her alabaster oil on Jesus. That's why he called it a waste of money. He appreciated very little else more than profit or money. Mm. He had come to a view to view everything through the lenses of a financial return. And soon he came to see the very Son of God in that way, and sold him to the highest bidder. It is what happens, what is happening to us. We are selling our faith in God for the chance to make a buck. We are selling our souls for what we can acquire and accumulate. This is what Judas did. He sold Jesus for a mere 30 pieces of silver. For what is the price for our transactions? We must not reduce the priceless things in life, such as our friendships, such as our families, such as our faith as items for sale, for filthy lucre. We are worth more than that. We must not put a price on it. It ought to be too precious. We need to get away from this transactional approach to life in which everything has a price. The idea of having money, making money as everything, is no way to live. Secondly, allow me to frame the issue along the lines that Martin Luther King, Jr. once framed it. He said this, which is relevant here, he said, Never let the means by which you live outstrip the ends for which you live. Money can buy some of the things we may need to live on. It is not a worthwhile goal for the whole of our lives. It is still the means and ends argument. But it seeks to help us make the difference between what is a means and what is an end. Money is a means. It ought never to become an end. We are, so, so are the things that money can buy. They are meant to be means of creature comfort. We should not fool ourselves about those things, that they have no life of their own unless we give them life. They can procure other things, but they cannot be the thing in themselves. Sometimes when you hear analysts speak about our society, they talk about the market, they talk about the dollar, they talk about the economy, but they have no space to talk about the people, about the community, about the society. And you Mm. want to scream, that we are not just an economy, we are a human community. The same thing happens with us, with our work. We are prepared to work ourselves to death as if we have nothing else to live for. Money can crowd out many things, including worship and including taking time away from the important people in our lives. So often, We learn about quarrels in families and between spouses that result in the death of one family member. And the thing about which they were having a disagreement was so small and so replaceable, but it it became the thing that mattered and it resulted in one of their loved one that cannot be replaced. It is the 30 pieces of silver with which Jesus betrayed Jesus. It is the means becoming the ends. After a while, there is no overarching principle to our lives. The world witnessed a riot on the American democracy in which the mob was destroying the very symbol of the American democracy, the American Capitol building in order to secure American democracy. Which, when means become ends, principle is abandoned, and the only thing of value is the means that has become the end. To allow the means by which we live to become the end for which we live is very easy. In an age of advertising where everything is a market item, If you speak to political representatives Mm. nowadays, they are being told by would-be voters that they have to be paid to vote, or that voting holds no immediate reward for them. So they will not vote. We are living in a world in which money is not just everything. It is the only thing. This is the world in which Judas betrayed Jesus. The third lesson offered by Judas who sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver, it's, it is not just that there is a danger of making all our relationships and activities transactional and allowing the means by which we live to become the ends for which we live. It is that bad means destroy good ends. There is some speculation as to why Judas sold Jesus at all. Some believe He was trying to mastermind some political conflicts out of which Jesus would emerge as the political victor and Judas himself would end up in a position of prominence. But we do not know that and Judas is not around to tell us. He never made it and that is precisely the point. There is no good outcome in a transactional life. It does not do what it promises. There is no good end. It is Luke who completes the portrait of the, of the outturn of Judas's life, writing in the book of Acts. Luke tells us how Judas tried to renege on the deal and gave back the money by flinging the coins into the temple court. And he went out and hanged himself. And then Luke told, tells us that when the rope with which Judas had hung himself, broke, his body fell to the ground, and Judas was disemboweled. Mm. And the money for which he had sold Jesus was used to purchase a burial spot for Judas called Akeldama, which means field of blood. So the blood money bought a bloody field. When means become the end, does not always have such a dramatic outcome. But one thing of which we can be sure is that there is no good outcome. There may be shame, there may be disgrace, but there will be no flourishing. There will be no life that is impactful and effective. You will not end up as a memory worth celebrating and a story worth telling a transactional life and a means and ends life a life where principles and values are abandoned is no way to live your life or to build a family or a community i think our lives in our lives we must place the highest value on the things that are priceless We should pursue things that are worth having for their own sake. We must mark off those things in our lives that are not for sale. Our faith in God should not be for sale. Our integrity should not be for sale. Our sense of family, our sense of national consciousness, our sense of patriotic fervor must not be for sale. There must be things in themselves in relation to which our commitment to them is unconditional. So help us God. Amen.